This is C.J. Kinney for Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And today, I'd like to talk about St. Patrick's Day. It was celebrated the world over just a few days ago, and though I've been on the planet for 50 years or so, and though I am myself Irish with my great-great-grandfather hailing directly from County Cork, and though I was raised Catholic... I just recently realized that I don't know much about the guy for whom March 17th is named. So I looked him up and learned some really interesting things. For instance, while St. Patrick is the patron saint of Ireland, he is astonishingly neither Irish nor a saint. He was, in fact, born in Britain, and the Catholic Church has never canonized nor officially recognized his saintliness, though venerates him as such anyway. And while he was born offshore, it was his kidnapping that brought him to Ireland where he would toil in drudgery until the first of his famous visions led him to escape back home. It was there that another of his visions led him to study for his priestly ordination and return to the Emerald Isle on his literal God-given mission to convert Ireland to Christianity, which he did so successfully that he is known not just as the founder of Irish Christianity, but also as the Enlightener, Apostle, and Bishop of Ireland. His saintliness is recognized the world over and celebrated on the day of his death with an official feast day on the church's calendar of saints. And did you know, it is because of him that Ireland is forever associated with the color green and a type of three-leafed clover known as shamrocks, as he would use the little native three-leafed plant to teach about the Holy Trinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Official depictions often show him holding the abundant trifoliate, and it's said that when Irish immigrants first landed on America's east coast, they could find no shamrocks, and so celebrated with the extravagant use of its color instead. A little side note here. I found a shamrock-free United States hard to fathom and thought this fact little more than myth, and so was shocked as a lifelong New Englander brought up with the green stuff underfoot to learn that at least in the Northeast United States, shamrocks are native to Europe. And the origins of the profligate use of green as a substitute for the non-existent shamrocks and everything from bagels to beer to celebrate St. Patrick's Day are true. Who knew? And by the way, in case you're thinking four-leafed clovers are the same as three-leafed shamrocks, they are not. First of all, St. Pat used shamrocks or three-leafed clovers with the emphasis on three leaves here to teach about the Trinity, the three co-eternal and consubstantial persons of the one true Christian God. He didn't use a four-leaf clover, which is lucky, as that's associated with the wish-granting pot of gold-hiding leprechaun, which is a subject for another day. So perhaps an easy way to remember which might be which is clover for leprechauns, shamrock for St. Patrick, who, I should at least mention, famously rid Ireland of snakes. I thought this must also be a myth, and so searched for native vipers, but of course could find none. And while science would have you believe that the Ice Age and some glaciers had something to do with making Ireland snake-free, it was instead, perhaps, 
the mighty St. Patrick, who, like his spiritual predecessors Adam and Eve, found himself menaced by snakes and so drove them into the sea. So should you find yourself on any given March 17th playing hooky, gathering shamrocks, or toasting the luck of the Irish, be sure to raise your glass of green beer to St. Patrick, as without him, green might be just another color. Snakes might have overrun humanity. And shamrocks, the prolifically verdant reminder of the Holy Trinity, might just be plain old clover. For Esoterica, this is C.J. Kinney. Thanks for listening.